Welcome to the Geekcentric Podcast, and welcome to our spoiler-free review for Netflix's The Sea Beast. You can be a hero and still be wrong. Arr, avast ye mateys, my name is Captain Nate, and uh, this is our spoiler-free review for Netflix's The Sea Beast. Uh, special thanks, as always, to the scallywags at Netflix Canada for giving us the opportunity to watch this movie early for review. Uh, before we get started, if you're joining us for the first time, we are Geekcentric, a podcast focusing on the world of movies, TV shows, games, toys, and collectibles, and all things Geekcentric. Joining me for this review is my first mate... The finest first mate of them there, Seven Seas. He's got no bum, but he's a tall drink of rum. He'll complete his duty without any booty. He's first mate Justin Lawrence. Arr, how you doing? <laughs> Hi, how are you? You got two butt jokes in I that tried. One. I was the trying. The lack of pro- posterior that I have. I, I appreciate <laughs> it. I am doing well. That was that was fantastic. Um, I don't think I don't think pirates care about the whole butt thing. I mean, especially with how many of them have wooden legs. You got to imagine they can't have. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, not. No you're not able to support it, for sure. right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Uh, <laughs> um, have you? I gotta ask, Justin. Uh, you know, obviously, this movie dealing with sea beasts. Have you ever come across a sea beast before? <laughs> no, I, I, I can't say that none at all uh, ever. No, no. I know you're in Halifax, so you probably have seen some sea beasts. <laughs> Walking around, ocean, like yeah. <laughs> I will. I will say not in Halifax, but I, I have seen. I've gotten to hug a dolphin before. I think is the closest I've ever been to a sea beast. My mom and I went to quite a while ago. We went to Mexico, and we got to swim with some dolphins. That was pretty cool. That's probably the closest yeah. I've ever been to a. a I, sea I don't beast. know if our audience is going to classify dolphins as sea beasts. <laughs> I just, do just because they're so intelligent. <laughs> Listen, go watch The Simpsons. There's a great episode where the dolphins take over. I think maybe you would classify them as sea beasts at that point. But um, sure, I guess. I guess. <laughs> but before we set sail, let me tell you the tale of this here movie. Uh, in an era where terrifying beasts roam the seas. Monster hunters were celebrated as heroes, and none were more beloved than the great Jacob Holland. But when young Maisie Brumble stows away on his fabled ship, he's saddled with an unexpected ally. Together, they embark on an epic journey into the uncharted waters and make history. From Academy Award-winning filmmaker Chris Williams, who's known for Moana, Big Hero 6, and Bolt, the sea beast takes us to where the map ends and the true adventure begins. The movie stars Carl Urban, Zaris Angel Hattor, Jared Harris, Marianne Jean Baptiste, Dan Stevens, and Kathy Burke, and is hitting theaters this Friday, June 24th, and will be available to stream on Netflix shortly after on July 8th. So, Justin, let's uh, let's dive right into this one. Um, I have to just start things off and say this movie looked fantastic it was beautifully animated right. shout out to the teams at netflix yeah. animation studios um obviously there was a lot of sort of uh, hubbub kerfuffle in the news of late about stuff going on at, mm-hmm. at netflix animation studios and i'm just happy to see that this movie is it, we still got it um i think sony pictures imageworks who collabed on the film also did a, a really great job and i think it's just a really good looking animated 
picture from a studio that stunning. I wasn't expecting that. I mean, they've done animated I, movies I, before, yeah. but I just I was not expecting this. I think it's the collaboration, as you pointed out, that really brought this this to fruition. And and I think if anything, you know, if Netflix is going to invest in animation, this might be the best way to do it. Uh, you know, and they have some great animated animated films right like mm-hmm. we, we talked about this extensively on on our this week in geek episode a while back uh, about you know the fact that they do actually have a pretty good roster of animated content that that does track well with audiences and i'm with you i was i was blown away at visually how stunning this was it, it was very painterly in its color schemes uh very again it is about pirates and the sea so there's there's that coastal vibe to it but there was also a real great sense of attention to architecture and, and design. And, and you could see that there was attention given to kind of building this world through yeah. its animated look. And I really do appreciate that. And I, I, I agree with you. It was absolutely stunning to just be so immersed in some of these these colors. And, yeah, you, and you could world. like smell like the sea breeze air. I think even just seeing yeah. like the salt in the air, like over the ocean, I thought was really good. And mm-hmm. um, maybe you want to go back and, and check out some of the other stuff like Over the Moon and the Willoughby's is another uh, couple of animated films um, that were done by Netflix Animation Studios. Um, I have to say the character design reminded me a lot of Disney Studios animation, something you'd find in Moana, Frozen. There's like characters that I thought were literally just pulled from Frozen. Um, I think the creature design looked very DreamWorks to me. And I don't think either of those things I don't think it's a bad thing. I mean, if anything, it just no, proves that Netflix animation studios can hold their own against these animation powerhouses. And I think that's something to be celebrated. I I, I feel like there's uh, some wiggle room to be had where we can, you know, similar to like we've been talking about with Sony animation, where they've really sort of nestled into their own sort of style. I think we could find that going forward, but at least we know that they've got the chops to make uh, some really great looking characters. I think it, it, it's it's a matter of not trying to make your thing look like Disney or Pixar, but just embrace the fact that those already exist. Yeah, they already have their own look. So how are you going to take what they're doing and just do it in your own way? And like you're pointing out, like the 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 idea that that the look and feel of the character design was very Disney, mm-hmm. right? Like Jacob reminded me of uh, Flynn oh, Rider, dude. Escaping me, Flynn Rider. Flynn Rider. He's a, from, he's a from, thick, from, thick Flynn Rider is what he is. Yeah, are you, from from Tangled. From right? Tangled. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. I also thought of uh, the blonde-haired dude in Frozen. That's who I was thinking. Oh, okay. Of, uh, yes. There's... Oh. Yeah, what's his name? Kristoff, <laughs> yeah. I think, is who you're thinking of. Kristoff. Yes, but it, you Christoph. know, it's it's funny. Exactly. This this film image. This film's director was actually in Frozen, um, and he's he's yeah. worked for Disney in the past, like we said. But he played yeah. Oaken, uh, who I'm pretty sure, oh. if I'm not sure, if I'm not mistaken, is, yeah, he's the guy that goes hoo hoo or like hi hoo or whatever he says. <laughs> um, so that's so that's pretty oh, kind there. of a yeah. Oh hi yeah. there. Um, it's a pretty yeah. cool cool nod there. I I think you know I think this cast. Um, is also really great in this movie. I think they all feel like a natural fit for their characters. Maisie is instantly likable. You kind of fall in love with her attitude right away. Um, she's full of vinegar, as Captain Crow in this movie says. Yeah, and yeah. I think uh, Zaris Angel Hattor, who hasn't really been in the industry for too terribly long. I mean, she's a little kid, but she hasn't been in this industry for too long, did an excellent job voicing her alongside Carl Urban, which for me was a bit of a trip coming off of watching him in the boys and now seeing him in this 
family film, but like again, he's perfect because he's like this rugged, rough pirate monster hunter. And I don't know, I really enjoyed him and and her, they cut sort of their chemistry throughout the entire movie. I think Carl Urban's voice was perfect for Jacob. I, I think yeah. he balances his confidence as an adventurer with his parental instincts, which is, like you're pointing out, is very Butcher. But Billy Butcher is is the extreme. I feel like he he just brings himself to that character in, in, in probably what is a more honest way. Macy was fantastic. I, yeah. I think she's the heart of this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, she's so endearing, so charming. You're right. You fall in love with her right off the bat. Like the first scene is with her, right? And, yeah. and it just it's so captivating. Jared Harris? Yes. Though, as right? The captain? I Dude. loved how manic he became throughout yeah. this movie. That being said, like the cast in this movie is they they commit there's yeah. actual like there there's actual level of acting through the voice absolutely like, even macy has has a standout moment towards the end that's just so captivating just the performance of it yeah like, the commitment to it so it was it was it's handled really really well it's crazy to to you know jared harris um you know i think most recently i've seen him in um in foundation um where he plays harry selden and uh, or Harry Seldon, and he's he's like um, he's just so not this character of Captain Crow. Like it's it's such a delight to see him in a role that is so different, and the character looks so physically different than him. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's really really fun when 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 a voice actor can deliver such a believable performance in the body of a character that is completely not them is awesome. And he was so captivating, and I thought right and, from the beginning he 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 was. Again, he's just this sort of mentor type character that we start to see sort of lose his way a little bit. And it's I really enjoyed it. Yeah. 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 He gets crazy. He gets obsessed. And, you know, I I think you're absolutely right that that level of commitment that Jared Harris brought. But Zaris Angel Hathor, with her portrayal of Macy, it was it was also that same level. So on the opposite ends here of of the character dynamic, as, Mm -hmm. as, you know, protagonist, antagonist, and if you will, I think they both really committed to it. I think that the story is is so it's so interesting. They've layered in um, aspects that relate back to our own world. I I do want to get into the story uh, in a little bit as it is something that I for me it didn't quite fully hit um but before i do i before we start talking about some of that stuff i wanted to mention i think the music by mark mancina um who also did the music for moana was fantastic i think you know you've got this like pirate adventure music with like the hans zimmer-esque strings and like you got a mix of like tribal jungle sound which he's known for for his work on tarzan um and i just i really enjoyed the the music it just felt it felt perfect for the for the movie. I, I will say the comedy isn't the strongest. I think that's um it's a little far and few between slapstick. from yeah from it's a little more slapstick. And I think I think that's what it's gonna it's gonna get more chuckles from like kids, which is awesome. I mean, obviously this is a family movie, uh, especially with the character of Blue, who's like this squishy, goopy, derpy eyed companion from Maisie. He's kind of like um he reminds me of like the chicken from Moana. Um, or even like Pua, if, if you mix those two characters together, that's yeah, kind of what hey, we hey, get here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey, he's he's a little like Hey Hey, but I I would almost compare him to uh, the pug from uh, Mitchell's versus the Machine. Yes, okay, um, yeah, just, that works too. Like, and, and like and like he's he's super adorable. I I loved him. I thought he was he was great, and he was he was actually the charming comedic side. I, I'm I'm kind of glad that the movie didn't have like 
a ton of comedy. Sure. When it did lean into the comedy, it was very slapstick comedy. It was yeah. The, yeah. Like the there's, I, I'm not going to lie. Like I slapstick doesn't do it as much for me. And I'm sure again, with right. the movie being pointed towards the younger audience, it does. But I thought there is, there are some moments though, where Jacob straight up picks up blue and, <laughs> and chucks him across the, the, the forest. And I was like, that actually got a, a, a bit of a chuckle from me. So I thought, I thought that was pretty cool. I think honestly, if this movie was made by Disney, we would be seeing a ton of blue plushies all over the park. You'd have the little magnetic blue that you put on your shoulders and stuff like that. Um, Cause he's, he's just a, a little cute, squishy little character. Um, I think going into the, the story, I just wanted to say like, I think the only thing I, I didn't fully jive with as great as the movie looks as great as its voice cast is, I didn't find the story to be too compelling in the fact that it, it sort of limits its audience a bit too much. And I found its message, um, which in some ways is very similar to Moana. Uh, it just wasn't hammered home enough for it to live up to the recent animated movies we've gotten from Chris Williams. And I think there's a key ingredient that we've gotten used to from our animated studio. We're kind of spoiled with, with movies from DreamWorks, Disney and Pixar and Sony now, you know, in, in the fact that a lot of these movies will create a, a, a broader sort of message that can reach out and connect with a larger group of people. And I, I just, I don't think this movie really gets to what it's trying to say. It kind of gets distracted by the pirate adventure story, which Again, it's it's perfectly fine for a family fun Netflix animated movie, but I I just I'd love to see them really hit a strong message that connects with a broader audience, especially now that they've proven themselves with the visuals. I think it it kind of just felt like a a part of this experience for me of going into this animated movie that looks so good was missing. I that's that's the only thing for me sure. is I just I didn't fully sure. connect with it, and I think. I think it just felt a little um it just felt a little light. And and again, that's not a terrible yeah. thing, but I'm just used to more from my animated movies these days. For sure. I I think it actually has a really compelling story about diversity and equality. First off, one thing I I really love is the the look of the characters from a diversity standpoint. Mm -hmm. There is a very mixed diversity of of people featured throughout through from on the on the ship to to the townsfolk to, to totally. everywhere that you look right so background characters and foreground characters they all um represent a more accurate world that we live in and aren't just for lack of better words white totally. um that that being said i think the theme of using the sea beasts and there's there's an underlining theme here that i think does delve into a sense of diversity or it's really an allegory for racism i feel like in in some aspects and it tells the story of racism in in a, in a different in a different time and and in a different world core value in, in a lot of these animated movies that we see is is to understand the person next to you and not to necessarily just hate them or because they're different more or less those are issues that are prevalent in in, in our society right now to a certain degree where people are being judged based on the way they look and who they are and whatever right so mm -hmm. I think in in a way that the story kind of maybe doesn't hit it home, but I think it's it's cleverly playing with it as a way to kind of talk about something that's a bit bigger. It might not have necessarily leaned into it, but right. So, and, I, and I, really I felt it more on the lines of um, uh, nature and and kind of how we're affecting the planet uh, and and sort of how, you know, we've kind of um, unfortunately <laughs> destroyed our own world and 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 how that's not necessarily the faults of, 
the you know these these sea beasts and i think that to me that was more the sort of underlying message that i saw and i'm i'm you know what it's i think it's you're you're proving my point uh wrong here where you're kind of getting a little something different out of it which is cool i guess it does kind of have a bit of a broader message but i just never it just didn't fully hit that for me it, it was a little too surface level I think it really stems from even just, again, as I began this thought process, is mm-hmm. the level of diversity that's featured among the cast of, of people. Totally. Juxtapose that to the these feared monsters that nobody understands. Right. right? It, it's, it kind of does speak to the idea of we, we fear what we don't know. Correct. We don't fully understand. Yeah. What is told to us, right. in a way. And that very much speaks to this generation telling a story to this generation that is understand those next to you rather than passing judgment and assuming understand the person next to you don't go buy a book if if you will right to right. a certain degree so mm. i don't know i feel like i feel like there's pretty obvious touch points throughout the movie that that kind of speak to that even just their journey and the discovery of of the sea beast rather um to see that, to just understand a little bit more. It is a little long, though. I will say that. I, I do think that that could have been tightened and shortened up a little bit. But mm-hmm. I can see what they were trying to do. They did the long draw on on really trying to help solidify Macy and J- Jacob's relationships. Totally. Yeah, I, I again, I, I totally get that. I just think that you know, uh, for 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 my for the animated movies that i'm I'm used to seeing these days, I feel like those messages are clearer and I just didn't, I didn't mm. fully see that as much. Um, That's fair. And, and again, it's totally fine because it's, it's a Netflix animated movie, but I think, as they've been stepping it up, I think they could step it up even further. And that's that's kind of what I, I hope to see. Justin, let's get to our final thoughts here, which uh, we're going to be rating on the scales of one to five sea beasts. Yeah, I, I think as I was saying, I'm I'm very surprised. I was very surprised by this movie from both a visual and narrative standpoint. Um, as we were saying, well, I don't think we actually mentioned this, but I, I think we said it offline. But you know, it, it has a lot of similarities to How to Train Your Dragon, mm-hmm. um, but with sea monsters and yeah. even just even the look of of the sea monster red uh, looks very toothless, if you will. Which is it's probably why this movie got made, but there was an actual investment here on all parties. There was a, a, an honest collaboration from Netflix, from, from the Sony animation team, from anyone, everyone who, who kind of took part. And you can see that. You can feel that. Uh, the movie deals with themes that are very familiar to the animated genre, instilling values and morals that I think audiences of all ages can really take away from. Uh, probably on different levels. It just depends on how they're looking at it, right? As we were just talking about before. Um, and, and I think those fan, those themes really do stem from family and, and beliefs and understanding one another based on differences and the importance of taking a stance what to do what you know is right. Um, at its core, the story really does feel like, as I was mentioning, a bit of an allegory for, for racism. And it's just cleverly telling its story in a different time and in a different world. Uh, the, the The precious nature of Macy... Uh, steeped in a passion of, of adventure and being a part of the stories that she reads feels entirely relatable and incredibly charming and just so connected in terms of that being a voice of change and understanding how we how things can be move, moved forward. I honestly adored her. Um, she represents the change that is possible if you spend the time to listen and ask the, pri- the right questions. Um, so I, I think the movie is really hel- held together by the core characters. You have Carl Urban, who very much just plays a Carl Urban role. 
he's at his best and and i think that again as i was saying it's not billy butcher it's right. very much the opposite end of that with similar traits but yeah i i really enjoyed it jared harris was fantastic we talked about the look and feel the music was uh, unbelievable uh, it had the right tones of that pirate adventure with that sort of tribal and and, and that unknown and that adv- you know that adventure that sort of indiana jones style it it all comes together and it really does work and and i feel like this movie would work really really well in theaters given everything that we've talked about from the from the visuals and and the, just the look and feel and you know if you do get a chance to see it at, at the Scotiabank Theater in Toronto or or Cineplex uh International Village in Vancouver, I really think it's going to be worth it because this movie does really mix those worlds. And I think that this, this is what this movie does really well is it takes everything that we know and love from from Disney, from Sony, from DreamWorks and puts it in this melting pot and tells its story in its own way um, that I think is, is relatable to, to a degree, depending on how you look at it. So I'm going to give this movie a four out of five. All righty. Okay. <laughs> you liked it. That's good. I mean, again, I, I think I did. I did. We, I was surprised by it. I was surprised by seriously, it. Seriously, <laughs> we we need to be supporting these studios that are are again. We talked about it on our this week in geek episodes uh, around some of the troubles with Netflix animation, and I think you know all the support and love that we can we can give them. Definitely give this movie a watch. Um, I think overall, it's a, it's a it's a fun you know sort of adventure movie with visuals that again will rival tenured studios but it just unlike recent stories from chris williams it just doesn't ha- i don't think it has the narrative chops to to leave a message that will really um will really connect with people or you know kind of go above that surface level um for for a lot of people i think if you have kids if you're a fan of animation there's still a really good time to be had here and i don't think the movie's bad i just don't think it nails the the storytelling quite as much as it does the visuals and and again, as I said, these days we're kind of spoiled with with animation projects that do both more often than not. So for Netflix's Sea Beasts, uh, I'm going to give it a, a three and a half Sea Beast scales uh, out of five. Well, that is it. We hope you enjoyed this spoiler-free review for Netflix's The Sea Beast. Uh, and if you did, make sure to subscribe to us wherever you like to listen to podcasts. And if you want to write into the show with your thoughts on the movie or any of the content we cover, uh, well, Justin... Can you tell these lily-livered land lovers the coordinates that they can send their notes in a bottle? <laughs> yeah, matey. They can reach us at wearegeekcentric at gmail.com. That's wearegeekcentric at gmail.com. Or you can send a bird our way at Twitter at geekcentricyt or on Instagram. I don't know what you'd use Instagram in the pirate days for, but uh, we're at uh, wearegeekcentric. <laughs> yeah. Uh, keep in mind, we also have a ton of other great episodes covering the latest in movies, TV shows, and games, including our spoiler-free review for Disney and Pixar's Lightyear, as well as our interviews with Lightyear director Angus McLean, producer Galen Sussman, and composer Michael Giacchino up right now, as well as our interview with Miss Marvel directors Adil and Bolal, who directed episodes one and six of that show. Uh, we also have our spoiler-free Free review for uh, the um, another Netflix movie, The Man from Toronto, uh, out right now that you can check out um, and and see what we thought of that one as well. We also have yet another Watch Club has now wrapped up uh, with our finale for Obi Wan Kenobi, uh, which I'm not going to spoil our thoughts on on this podcast, but just definitely check it out to hear our thoughts on that finale and. 
We were so blessed to have two iconic, incredible Canadians join us for an interview from Obi-Wan Kenobi. Uh, we had the show's director and executive producer, Deborah Chow, as well as Anakin Skywalker himself, Hayden Christensen, on the Geek Centric podcast, where, Justin, I got to say, you did an excellent job asking some wonderful questions. I, I it was fantastic. I was so nervous, bro. <laughs> I was, I, I, honestly, to, to be able to talk to anyone who's making Star Wars content. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a dream come true. Let so, alone Deborah uh, Chow was, and Anakin Skywalker, like unreal. And dude. Anakin Skywalker, my God, uh, unreal. Definitely go check out those episodes uh, and and make sure to uh, to to ch- you can check that out on podcast services as well as on YouTube as well. You can check that out there. See our put some some faces to the voices. Uh, and finally, we also have our weekly this week in geek episodes every single Wednesday. Uh, we've been off obviously super busy <laughs> the past couple of weeks, um, but we do have our you know if you're a fan of Star. Wars, Wars. Uh, Justin, Darcy, and I discussed the incredible reveals uh, at Star Wars Celebration, and we even talk about trailers for stuff that hasn't even come out yet. So uh, definitely check out that episode if you're a Star Wars fan. Go give all those episodes a listen, and leave a five-star review if you don't mind. Justin, let's uh, let's set sail yet again. Uh, thank yeah. you so much for joining me for this review, and as we say, love yar. Peace, yar. Peace, yar.